Just like that, you know, we were just here a few days ago, literally a few days ago. Damn, we were. And you would have thought that we were done. No, no. Child, we are back. We are here. We're queer. Get used to us. Um, welcome to a social experiment gone wrong. Um, I am your host, Lonnie. But um, today my Twitter handle is going to be um, Archie's Gold Grill. <laughs> First of all, if that baby album. <laughs> it's time for Archie to get a gold grill. I'm the first to say it. We want him to have a gold grill. We're going to be... Um, Plants Harry snapback. There you go. There's the one right there. Lord have mercy. And I'm your co-host Marlon, aka Gays Over COVID and DL Times. Mm. <laughs> 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 I struck a nerve for you. <laughs> rendition of um the question we asked rate the hoes that need to be raised who did it who raised you hoes who did it it's a real question it's a real crime that needs answers and here we are um the weather's been feeling quite lovely up here might i add it feels very spring-esque um this is snatch a soul weather this is um bag that man weather it this is Make him go to City Island and take you to Sammy's just because weather. I know that that was an East Coast reference that I have no idea about. You, um, we're going to have an offline talk about that. Okay. Because okay. It's, because of the fact that, um, your bae is from the city and they've never taken you to Sammy's. Okay. We'll have a conversation about that offline. <laughs> offline. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Everyone's here. We're all clear. <laughs> Everything is fine. My name is Stewie. <laughs> everything is fine. I make sure everything is muted. My apologies. No problem. Can't have no problems like that. <laughs> Anybody got time? No one has time for that. <clears throat> all right. We had did just an episode of Scroll On and just like that. More shit. More shit. More shit. Y'all we, waste no time. We literally were gone for all the three days. We did a full episode of literally just going on, and just like that, I and we got more shit to talk about. Why? Because y'all don't know how to act. Um. First of all, my my Twitter handle should be um. Where's my stemmy Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yes, give me my stemmy. Where's my Biden bucks? 
Okay, uh, Joe, I campaigned for you. I screamed for you. I lived for you during the election. And sir, the way that you have done me not getting a STEMI for the second time around is just utterly trash. Now, for those of you guys that may not understand why you do not have a stimulus package as of yet, you may have got one, but you didn't get the last two. Well, <clears throat> allow me to put a little nugget in your brain. Mm-hmm. They're going off your taxes, sis. So if you didn't file your taxes, you ain't getting shit. Mm-hmm. So until you found the motherfuckers, which I already know, I'm gonna owe. That's why I've been delaying doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more debt in my life, but here we are. <clears throat> here the fuck we are. Debt. You know what? You old nasty gutter trout bitch. I wish you would go away. But so know. he signed the COVID. The um, we're going straight into scroll one. I'm not giving y'all no introduction. Here we are <laughs> in the middle of the fire. Listen. Um, he signed the he signed the bill. Um, and literally, I want to say like the next day, they started initiating ref- um the stimulus package to people. Okay. So <clears throat> he signed it on Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, he signed three days ago. Yep, he signed it. Thir- Ooh, no, no, no. Yeah, Thursday. So that meant Friday that the actual payments started going out to people. That's why you see a lot of people saying, thanks, Joe. Right. All the other stuff because they got their stimulus package. I ain't getting a motherfucking thing. And even when, um, you know, my mom's ex, she was like, you get your stimulus package. I'm like, I ain't get a damn thing to talk about my taxes. Unfortunately, America, we live here. Well. <laughs> um, and I'm going to jump straight. Oh, child, there's a lot going on. I think we spoke about Janet getting a documentary on Lifetime. Yes. We did. Okay, so this comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my notes together. Y'all judge your mamas. Don't judge me, ho. <laughs> um, we didn't get to talk about the money moves, okay? In mm-hmm. the Cardi voice. The money moves. Mm. First things first. Um, do you want to talk about um, title or do we want to talk about verses first? Which one? Oh, these are my verses first. Okay, so a lot of you guys have made me a little confused as to what happens when Triller acquired ver- the versus platform that was created by Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Um, this was announced a few days ago that mm-hmm. they that um the social media giant had actually acquired their platform. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's thinking, and I saw a lot of people in the comments, and this, especially in the shade room, mm-hmm. where they were like, "Oh, um." Why do they have to sell it? Why can't it ever stay black? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Maybe because of the fact that they didn't teach y'all financial literacy, that you don't understand what this deal entails. So allow me to help you. One, one they do not lose ownership of Versus just because they platform the platform was acquired. Actually, what ends up happening is they now have roles inside of the Thriller platform. Mm. Thriller. Now, if you guys don't remember Thriller, Thriller was well before TikTok. Um, before Instagram was like before Instagram really allowed like those types of creative videos that everyone would go to trail on would go to trailer. I don't know if you guys remember it, but they were like TikTok before TikTok was a thing. Okay, so they are actually going to the music strategy side of the platform, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and verses will remain exactly what it is, exactly free, and is exactly for the artists. And any artists that had already appeared will pop, um, already signed on as shareholders. So oh, it's like, sure. yeah, they get a percentage. Nice. Now, how much of a percentage, we don't know. But remember, it was like close to 50 artists that already appeared on verses. That means every season artist basically got a little something, something. That's cute. And I'm a little mad because I miss D'Angelo's performance. I, see, this is a beautiful thing about verses. You always can go back and get the full stream. Oh, 
Oh, okay, great. Now, okay. when they mixed, okay, when they decided to mix, I didn't get the chance to really watch it. You know me. You know me. You know I love D'Angelo. Oh. When he mixed, nothing, um, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. With the best part. Wow. With her, because her was there. Wow. It wasn't Lauren. It was her. Wow. They mixed the two songs together. Wow. Um. I wanted to cry. Wow. It was so beautiful. Wow. I bet. That sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah. If you guys are not familiar or didn't know that every single stream of Versus is available on the actual Instagram page. Okay. And is of course, if there's an IGTV video, but every single one is available. Okay. Watch this. Is let's say, oh, I missed it. You ain't got to worry, sis. They got you already. Okay. Good. Good. Um, so this is another confusing one for people to understand. Um, Jack Dorsey's Squared Inc. to acquire major stock, uh, majority stock of Jay Z streaming platform title. Okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if you guys are not familiar, if I'm not mistaken, Jack is also the person that owns Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I could be wrong, someone could correct me, that's perfectly fine. Right. Um, he has acquired his Square Inc. has acquired a large majority stake for a title. Um, also, if you guys remember, there were shareholders that signed on the title when it first was announced yeah. way back when. Mm-hmm. Each one of them is going to see close to $10 million from this deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this includes Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Madonna, all of the artists that signed that paperwork um, with him as shareholders, they're receiving a payout alongside him for the, for the title being acquired. So, it, I can't stand what people say I have to go back to what I originally said. Oh, why do we have to sell it? It's a black-owned business, blah, 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 blah. Do you not know how to make a profit? <laughs> like, do you not know what that means? Like, yes, you you keep it to mature. Yes, you keep it to build value. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to get anything if you hold on to it. Majority of the companies that we love and that start out as black-owned, Nine times out of ten, the person that created the company has like a smaller percentage in it now because they received their money for acquiring the actual value of the brand. That's how money works, people. Like, it would be a lovely thing to say, oh, it's staying in the black community, but in the same sense, how would you re- how would you actually acquire revenue besides the profit that you receive from the actual business? Hmm. It's, impo- it's, it's not impossible, but if you want to see top dollar, especially if you know that you build it from the ground up to where it is today. Right. Why not receive my M's? Hello? (laughs) I'm going to get my money because guess what? This is still mine. Right. But it's just, I may sit here and take, that might have another owner on top of me. What I mean, that was alongside me. What it is, but I mean, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, that's how you acquire my um, actual profit from something. Yeah. Just so we learn. Yeah, I just think that um, a lot of us are in a space where we just want to see the those of us that have made it kind of like hold on to our things and because a lot of us are not in the same tax bracket, got the same amount of zeros in their bank account um, are just really appreciative of having those businesses and we can say, oh, somebody black owns that and because we don't have the knowledge just like you broke it all down, people don't really understand what that looks like or what it means when stuff like this happens. So thank God for 21 Savage for actually saying that he wanted to bring financial literacy, especially to the hood. Y'all need it because thank God I have actual actual parents that own businesses at one point, and mm-hmm. I kind of have a like 
I have a simple understanding of how it would work. Right. But it's like anytime you have a product or anything, you want to build the value and the profit, of course, with it. But in the same sense, by the time that someone wants to acquire or want in on the product or the service, they're going to pay top dollar. Yeah. Because you're not going to, of course, give your your stake or majority of it at a cheap price. Right. It never happens. Like even that. with Jay having to, um, what was that? My, um... Moet Hennessy wanted to acquire a portion of what was that Ace of Spades right a lot of people don't understand that deal like that was actually a major one because of the fact that the same brand that he wanted boycotted because they said they didn't want rappers mm-hmm. with their product to come to him and say we want majority stock in your champagne that's a major thing that's y'all not understand that's a fucking flex because it's basically like also, you don't want me in this pool, right? So I'm gonna take over the pool, and then I'm gonna make you come to me. It was the same thing he did when he signed. Like when a lot of, um, if you know the backstory of Jay Z, a lot of labels didn't want to sign him. So what did he do? He created his own. Right. And then by the time that it, re- I think, I forget how long it took for Def Jam to come in and actually want us to go alongside him, and that's how Rockefeller and Def Jam started becoming a thing. Mm. So it was like. Just pay attention to this money moves. They're, they're fun to watch. They're, they're very fun to watch, especially when you worked on what, like, when you worked inside of a firm on Wall Street. Hmm. Baby, watch the money move. It's fun to watch. Well. It's fun to watch because it's like, how that happen? And then someone actually wants to break it down to you, like, please let me know. How did this happen? Because I'm a little confused. Right. right. <laughs> Trust me, you'll thank me later. Watch the money move. Hmm. Uh, speaking of money moves, so Rihanna has made a move to trademark Fendi hair. So, yes, you're gonna get hair products next. <laughs> Say it louder. Go the fuck off, Rihanna. God damn it, woman. So, um, I'm trying to simplify what I'm reading here. Rihanna's continuing to give the beauty slash fashion world everything they've been asking for and more. First, she gave us Fendi Beauty, then Fendi Skin, and her all-inclusive lingerie brand, Savage X Fendi. And now she's taking her talents to hair. Um, Harper's Bazaar, which you guys don't know, it's a magazine, if you're living under a rock. Um, they report that Rihanna filed legal court documents on March 3rd to trademark Fendi hair. That means that any and everything within hair realm is covered by her recent filing with that name. So if you really pay attention, that means 9 times out of 10 next year mm-hmm. because whenever someone does like applies for especially a trademark for hair that means you've been testing it for some time right and this is of course Rihanna of course she's been testing her hair products forever exactly just like how um, Tracy Ellis Ross she was using pattern on herself before she actually marketed right. it for other people to use it was her and of course there's a pool of people that actually test a product so you sign a waiver, all that other stuff. You're like, oh no, you just have to strictly use this product, right? And see how it works. I mean, Fendi skin has mixed reviews. You saying Fendi or Fenty? Fendi. Fen- excuse me, Fenty skin. There's um, no D, it's a T. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't help it. So, um, Fenty skin has mixed reviews, especially for people that have sensitive skin. They can't mm-hmm. really use the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how hair goes. Right, but we're gonna find out. It's gonna be a lovely thing. We're all gonna pray for the process. I mean, and and not for nothing. I hope y'all don't think that she just gonna leave fancy skin where it is, knowing that she has some adjustments to make. Like, I know she's coming back out with a new and improved product, fancy skin. 
if it didn't go off the way that she wanted it to. Just the way that she's been moving when it comes to inclusivity and making sure that everyone sees themselves and can actually use the product. Uh-huh. I am certain that Fenty Skin is going to come back with a vengeance and like check off all the all the fucking boxes and make sure that she can appeal to everybody and want to buy that product. But this Fenty hair shit, I, first of all, <laughs> Go ahead. everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to hear something. Forget the album, girl. It's not coming. (laughs) I'm sorry. She is making so much money, and I feel like she is so happy with what she's doing right now between fashion and beauty. Girl, y'all not going to see another album until 2024. Not too long ago, it was announced that Savage X Fancy is now worth a billion dollars. Ma'am, I want y'all to hear the sound in my voice. When I say this, that album, y'all not going to get, I promise you, it's not going to be for another five years. Listen, it's definitely going to be post-COVID. It's going to be post-COVID. She is not in a rush because it's so highly anticipated. She loves trolling y'all. Listen, she's telling you. I'm like, I personally just stopped asking because... <laughs> At this point, she's like, girl, stop asking me that question. (laughs) Girl, what about that? Girl, who sent you? (laughs) Who sent you? Was it you? Did y'all think it was funny? Oh, shit. I told y'all stop asking me about this damn album. It's very smart because if you think about it, the anticipation that's been behind this album, when did Anti come out? Five years ago. Five years. It's been five five years. And yes, next month will make it five years since Lemonade. Because they came out the same year, and also in August, yes, the end of August will make it five years since the seat at the table. Because they all came out in the same year. So we've been in the house for a year and some change, going on two. I want y'all to understand that. Um, it's happening. It's um, gonna be. It's gonna happen. Um, Listen, the way they're pushing this vaccine, y'all not going to be able to live normal life without it. So, because listen, everybody on the uh, the out of the states is like, girl, don't you dare show your ass up without a vaccine, please and thank you. And we mean it. And we fucking mean it. We mean um, it. But bitch, when the world open, when the world opens back up, first of all, okay, so she got the hairline is now lined up. We're gonna probably see that next year. That's going to ride out because it's going to fucking boom. Mm. Next year will probably be the year that we start to like kind of get back to normal. We'll see, bitch. It's 2024, 2025. She dropped that album. She going on tour and she go. She got all y'all fucking money. That's it. Can we be realistic about the time frame um, as we begin to slowly lift more restrictions? Because here in Jersey, gyms, churches, and I think businesses can increase to at least 50% capacity now. So, my question is how soon do you think we'll be able to live normal life again? 2023. Still 2023? Yes. Why not next year? Because number one, the way that people feel about this vaccine um, is still not in a space where I think mm-hmm. that there are more people that are willing to get it than those that are refusing it. Also, everybody, again, fucking America cannot get on board and everybody do the same thing. Like, mm. With Mississippi and Texas being like, girl, 
fuck everybody, we all the way open, all the way live. That means that everybody's going to be flocking down there, which means the cases oh, down mean, there are going to rise. Oh, you mean like Atlanta? Well, see, here's the difference between Texas, Mississippi, and Atlanta. Atlanta knows that COVID is there, they just don't care. And then, like, I feel like legally, they're still like the whole, like, they at least, still, I still at least see some people in masks and shit. So, but, not all. Not all. So. But for, like, Texas, the governor, like, girl, I say head, take your mask off, and everybody do what the fuck they want to do, we back to 100%. That's very different. Because Atlanta has not made that statement. Though they down there wilding, Atlanta has not done that. Listen. But, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking 2023. 20, uh, it's ghetto here, y'all. Now, next year, like I said, we might it might be a little bit better, but I don't see us to no masks at all. We all are right until 2023. Prove me wrong, please. Please prove me wrong, but I don't see it. Uh, listen, I'm still on the waiting list to get my vaccine shot. I'm getting Johnson & Johnson. Fuck y'all. Um, I'd rather one, one and done. And it's no shade to people that did Moderna or Pfizer. Bless. The, bless. I got my vaccine. It's Pfizer. Hello. Bless. That's right. Bless. Just get it done. Just get it done. Get Find it done. you somewhere that do the vaccine shot and get it over with. You do your it. research. Look up your side effects, and me personally, if I'm gonna go through this, I'd rather go through it one time, one time only. <laughs> That's just me. Anyone that knows me knows I just spoke a fact. I'd rather do one and done. Like, do we gotta go through this over and over again? No. And then if you also, also, hey girl, um, if you got your vaccine shot, the first one, don't pussy up for the second shot. Take your ass there because what I did realize is while I was in the Carolinas, they actually were running a story on the news there that people were coming to get the first shot but wouldn't return for the second one. Sweetie, you're, you're not done. You're not you're done. Not fully vaccinated. You're not, fully, not. You're not vaccinated at all in the slightest. No. No. You're not done. Anyway. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Um. So while you're over here slightly triggered, <laughs> it's, time, it's time to trigger you some more. No, I don't want it. Well, I'm going to start off light, and then we're going to go heavy. Are you ready? Oh, <sighs> All right. So, you know, as we get to the end of things, this is when I start to trigger Marlon. Because it's only fair. It's only right. <laughs> and I'm glad you think that way. Asshole. Listen, you limited this segment, okay? Well, this is you. So, I trigger you because I can now. Okay. So, first things first. Um, shout out to Chloe Bailey. I don't know if y'all saw her version of um, Your Mind Still. Sis ate that, and I needed every moment of it. <laughs> it was accurate. It was precise. Young Blue decided to actually give an re- actual reaction because he said, can we do a track now? Like, what's up? But he went straight to the point. But then, when, of course, when he did his reaction, I'm like, y'all not understanding. I'm like, this girl's about to be a problem. We must protect Chloe and Holly at all costs. At all, because first, <laughs> listen, they, they are gearing up for things, and I just I don't know what y- I don't know what y'all looking at, but I see it already. I'm just like, okay, all right, at all costs. All right, this is a this is a team effort. Hello. Protect them at all costs. <laughs> the takeover is not, bitch. It's here, but okay. 
All right. So um, on to things that I personally can care less about. This is the segment I like to call Girl Who Cares. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Okay. What's in this box? There's two topics, actually three topics in this box, and I'm going to end before we go into the last one, because the last one I need a little further um, clarification. I don't know okay. if, you, if you've heard about it, but I'm going to wait till we get there. Okay. First things first. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do one, two, and oh. <laughs> oh, it's one that is actually I'm going to limit it to two okay. because it's one in particular. Damn, 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 damn. It's four. It's four, it's four, it's four. All right, these numbers are not adding up. What are you going to do? Are you going to do two? Are you going to do three? Because now it's four. No. Mm. Um, okay, first of all, what you're going to watch your tone Whatever. when you see to me. No. I'm a bad one. You're going to watch your tone. Whatever. What are you doing? Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, all right, and it's called Bitch Who Cares. Here we are. Um, so the woman that didn't want to be black anymore has decided to publicly issue an apology uh, <laughs> bring your punk ass here, boy. Bring, come on, come on, come on. I've been waiting. Come on, come on. I've been waiting. Come on. Okay. Um. So Mrs. Not Needed Dash decided to apologize for her past political comments, and she says she's going to give the president we have right now a chance. I don't feel the need to read whatever she said because personally, girl, fuck you. Um, I don't think this needs any discussion because our silence should speak volumes for how much we don't care. Girl, first of all, <laughs> when I saw her on that goddamn video with them crocodile ass tears talking about how she was under so much pressure and she made a mistake and blah, no, no, sis. You made a choice. Stand in it. You stood ten toes down in that bullshit. Stand Lost your melanin was running around here looking ashy as shit. Fuck you, girl. Stay where the fuck you at. We don't know. No. Girl, you've been exiled. Girl, in the words of Gabrielle Union, Dash? Who says she's Dash? Who's that? It, it sounds familiar. I don't know who that is. Who that is Who's that? No, no, we don't know you, girl. Go back. Bye, we. Bye. Go, go find your homeboy, 45, and you roll with him. We don't want you over here. Shit, yo, just because you're off payroll is not our problem. Hey, that shit do with me. And you tell it what it is. You tell it what you know, okay? And this is not for all, okay? This is just a generic statement that I reiterated is that, um, excuse me, people that have this mindset, I'm not even going to just generalize it to one race. Mm-hmm. They're evil. They need to be talked about. They need to go. Listen, bye. Bye, week. Anywho, on to other things we don't care about. So apparently, um, Miss I Can't Keep a Man had a falling out with hers as of late. <laughs> that um the vocal lead better known as Jennifer Lopez. Why are you dragging her like that? Um Ashanti's background vocals had um had a 
Christina Milian's background vocals has something to say. <laughs> um, it's stated that so, um, actual reports came out is that, um, excuse me, let me call her by her formal name, um, Jennifer Lopez <clears throat> and Alex Rodriguez are reportedly still together and working through problems despite breakup rumors. It's just how You know, <clears throat> I don't shame anyone I know. that has their relationship journeys. I know. At all. I know. Um, but sis, wow. Again? Again. A fucking again. At least you ain't marrying this time. But again. I mean. A fucking again. I mean. Girl, you've been with him for four years. Okay. And here we are again. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, fair. Some shit ain't chill out, you know. Sometimes you need to hide. You know, niggas ain't shit naturally. Listen, and sometimes you ain't shit either. But you know, and, but you know what? The crazy <laughs> part is, some people don't want to own when they ain't shit. You gotta own when get the key to hold. You know, I, I guess that's probably where I am with it now, because I'm just like J Lo. Okay, girl. So, what's your contribution? What is it, sis? Because at this point, it seemed like you know, it's not, it's not them. It's you. You know, it's just like if you add kerosene to that fire, just say that. It's all right, girl. It's fine. If you like to feel the flames coursing across your skin, then just say that. If you like your man sprinkled with just as counsel, just as little sprinkle of toxicity, Listen. say that. Listen. Say it. It's all a right. little accent, toxic toxic condition. If you just like a sprinkle, a little salt based sprinkle, it's then a, go for it. I mean, it's a different I mean, you have levels of toxicity. You it's I mean, you can go from TI automatically to fucking future. I mean, there's <laughs> levels <of toxicity. laughs> And they're both toxic as fuck. <laughs> Let's be clear. I just choked on all that mess. Good grief. Wow, that was intense, friend. Shit. Did I lie though? No, no, you didn't. That's why I choked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as we move, and it's a perfect segue to the last. Who the fuck cares in this? Um, mm, mm. um, the woman with the extended midlife crisis that lasted for over thirty years has something to say. Um, <clears throat> so. CBS has announced an internal review after Sharon Osbourne's heated discussion with her co-host on The View over her support for Pierce Morgan. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. First of all, can we always keep in mind that the Osbournes have never been kin to us? We may find them funny. They're hilarious as white trash, but can we please come to the formal understanding that that family has been trashed for quite some time now. Yes, they're fun and entertaining to look at, but they've always been always been trashed. So, in this, also someone decided that they wanted to put in their two cents on the Chern Osborne train. Her name is Holly Robertson Pete. If you guys do not remember, she was the original co- one of the original co-hosts of The Talk. Now, Sharon Osborne, she, as Holly Robertson Pete has stated, has said that she was too ghetto for the show. Now remember, um, who was it? Cheryl Underwood mm-hmm. that called her out and said basically and basically gave her the grievances because she wasn't understanding why Pierce Morgan was under attack. It's like, yes, he's paid for his opinion, but when you're on a public platform, 
you have to take responsibility for what the fuck you said. It's not as simple as he was just giving his opinion. No, his opinion hurt people. His opinion is that he's butthurt over a woman that curves him after the first date and he's still not the fuck over it. Bro, it's not going to happen. She's not going to forgive you. She's not going to take you back. She's married with a family and you're still concerned about someone that curved you years ago. Sir, I mean, how much, how much bullshit you want to put in this box? Like, male ego so fragile, number one. I wonder why. Like, you, you want to drag her because she didn't want you? And, continu- and continuously drag her because she e- it even came out that she filed a complaint with CBS about him. She been she has been talking about like he's not being just on air at all. He's so just blowing my throwing my back in. And then on top of that, it's like again, like I said last week, y'all take this freedom of, of speech shit. So so fucking far. It's it's not that much. It's, yes, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, but you cannot control how people feel about what you say and the backlash you get after that. You can say everything you want, but I can say what the fuck I want, and I don't like what the fuck you said. What you said was some bullshit. So deal with it. And sis, I hope that they do decide to remove you from the talk because at this point, what's the point? At this point. You sat here and belittled her, like literally Megan, as she's telling you her side of what was going on. Right. What she experienced at the hands of dealing of the dealings behind the scenes of Buckingham Palace. But everyone wants to scream that she's wrong. She's weaponizing racism. No, she's not. She's giving you her experience verbatim from her own mouth. If you don't like what she said, then change the narrative. Period. That's all. If you don't like what she said, this goes for everyone in Buckingham Palace. This goes for everyone reacting and deciding they want to go against her. If you do not like what's being said, then change the narrative. If you don't understand what I just said, then maybe, just maybe, you need to go back to comprehension. Because I said exactly what needed to be said. And as we move on, that thank y'all for not caring along with us. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> Um, two more things and we're done. <clears throat> first things for oh damn, everything keeps getting added. Well, one is actually rather quick. It's sad that it's been a year since the passing of Brianna Teller. Mm. Um, I don't think we need to go into that. Um, still say her name and bitch, you still gonna face the, You gonna get this work because it don't make no damn sense how that woman died. <sighs> um, are you familiar with the whole free Haiti trend that's going on? No. Okay, so. <clears throat> on Twitter, there was a bunch of people speaking out against kidnapping and calls for the current president of Haiti to resign. Um, I wanted to gather more information on this. So once I have a little bit more information, I will gladly give you the full story. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice it, but I didn't get the full, full story. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is going to tap dance on some nerves, and I don't care. Because y'all have been, like us as a society, this is where I always say he's not through with me yet. Because I always have this disclaimer because I could be wrong and I'm willing to be wrong. So, um, I don't know if you guys have been familiar with what's going on. Um, <clears throat> first things first, I have to play this. Excuse me for a second. I'm sorry. I have to get myself mm-hmm. in order. It's still there. Perfect. All right. So, I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to have it all out and I want y'all to pay attention to what I'm about to do. Now, listen to this carefully. Okay. 
heard is Kurt Franklin. And he was arguing with his son, Key, uh, excuse me, Carrion Rashad, mm-hmm. if I have his name correct. Um, he is my age, actually, he's 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and he recorded that conversation that when things got heated between him and his father. Now, since um, Kurt has issued an apology, many of you know I have no this son. In May, you'll be 33. For many years, we have had a toxic relationship with him as a family. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify this private family matter. Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in that conversation, and I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I'm sincerely sorry to all of you. I sincerely apologize. I want you to know as a father that during that conversation, I called the family therapist and got that therapist on the phone to try to help. He never played that part of the recording. I'm not perfect. I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm trying to get it right. Please keep me and my family in your prayers. The family therapist was T.D. Jakes. Just so we're on the same page, the family therapist that he is speaking of is T.D. Jakes. Um, I, before I even allow Marlon to process where he's going with this, because he still like he's still thinking, and I know where you're about to go with this, but allow me to say this now. Mm-hmm. I am letting y'all know on this platform, and that's perfectly fine, and like I said, y'all can feel free to disagree with me, and that is okay. Because like he just said, he's not perfect, and neither am I. I don't see what he did wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. Follow me here. If you have not had your parents curse you out, then you have not lived. I say that to say this. Yes, we're not always going to agree with what our parents have to say to us, but that does not mean that we're above them stepping out of character with us because we know them. That's our parents. At the same token, I don't know the backstory. They're telling you that their relationship has been toxic for some time now. I don't look at Kurt for being in the wrong in this at all. I really don't, and I explain why. Number one, his son is of age now. There's a level of accountability that has to go on on both sides. And that's where I stand with this because I feel as if there's a side of this that we're not getting. Miraculously, out of nowhere, this has become a thing. And this happened in the past 24 hours. Where everyone's like, oh, cancel Kurt Franklin. For what? What would you cancel Kurt Franklin for? For what? He doesn't deserve to be canceled because he's dealing with his son how he sees fit. You may not agree with how he's handling his son, but he literally just told you that this is a relationship that he's been trying to fix for some time now. And it's just like everything is not working. I'm not care. I'm not um carry on. I don't know 
what's the, the his actual relationship with his father, but from the man that I see, because I have not personally interacted with Kurt Franklin, but from the man I know, let's be perfectly clear, he's a parent. And yes, if you curse your child out, you curse your child out. It is what it is. Go ahead, friend. I know you got something. Y'all really need to stop. Y'all do. Y'all really need to stop. And I'm, I'm because this this whole situation is so there are so many layers to it where y'all on bullshit that it just it just don't make sense. Let's take it from the top. The lineage of Kirk Franklin is Kirk Franklin to me. <laughs> is literally the innovator of the newer uh, contemporary gospel. Gospel. Thank you for that, because I was looking for words. That man took praise and worship of Jesus Christ into a totally different level and brought upon a new generation of Christians Mm-hmm. And a new way to praise. I was one of them when I was Christian. I Hello. love Kirk Franklin. Hello. Kirk Franklin has not stopped inspiring the masses since he hit the scene. Still. Still to this day, still. the man still, still does his thing with the pen and music. He still hits. To I this know day. his songs damn near like the back of my hand. Like when he had his tiny desk not too long ago. I still haven't watched it all. Oh, you need to yeah. watch the whole right. thing. I haven't even gotten all the way into it. I, I saved it. But, so, let's start there. Number two. I don't know why y'all be so surprised that Christians are humans. Yes, God. Please talk about it. I, I really don't understand what you... And, and it, it further perpetuates the bullshit that you all put on Christianity. Mm-hmm. Because I'm no longer a Christian, but what I do know is that <laughs> the goal is to be more like him, but it's not to be like him. And when I see him, I, I mean Jesus. It's to be more. But you will never reach that because perfection is not attainable. It's not. You cannot, and you will never be perfect. Nobody on this earth will ever be perfect. Y'all act like y'all ain't never got cussed out by your parent before. You act like your daddy ain't never pulled you by your by your ear and told you to get your fucking shit together before I beat your ass. And no, it has nothing to do with, oh, he's not being sensitive, this and the third, this is toxic, blah, blah, blah. The yeah, cat, the and can't see, and my thing stop. is, y'all fell right into the fucking trap because number one, half of y'all, if not 90, 95% of y'all was yesterday years old, just like us, when we found out about this man's son It's almost fucking 33. Who knew about him until this moment? The internet fucking wins again. So, y'all not looking at (laughs) this situation. If this has been, first of all, the man has been here for 33 years life, right? So that means they've had 33 years to cultivate this relationship that they have. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't know shit about it until this moment. Y'all ain't been in no rooms. This has not been a topic of conversation. This man's name hasn't even come up in the media at all until this point. It just so happens that they have this argument and he starts to record this argument in this moment. And he put it out to y'all and he has literally pulled the focus and villainized Kirk in this moment. 
Y'all don't know what he contributed to the conversation. Y'all don't know the backstory. Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all instantly went to, oh, he's insensitive. Oh, how do you know that? You have no knowledge of this of, of this of this conversation or the relationship that they have between each other. Mm-hmm. And half of y'all don't even have good relationships with your fathers. Let's be all the way clear about something. When have you ever seen this man not address something directly if his name is in it? Which is why you got the apology that you got that y'all didn't need because he don't owe y'all shit. He doesn't apologize for what? For being human? That for- is his, that's his family. At the end of the day, we may not agree with how he handles his family, but that's his family. But my thing is, I, I hate that y'all walking around here acting like y'all all got these perfect fucking families where y'all can sit down and have civilized conversations and walk through shit. You all you bitches have been through that same argument. On Half of y'all still doing it and older than 33. And on top of that, what y'all not see, what y'all fail to realize from the clip that I played, he gaslit him. <laughs> if you really pay attention to what he said, he was like, fuck you. And then he kept going at him. He kept gaslighting him. But yet, you want me to jump on a bandwagon with him? When I noticed it, when I first played it, I'm like, he gaslit him. Anytime you can sit here and point out where someone was gaslit, that's a problem. Because that means you know that you've been hurt in whatever capacity your relationship is with your father, you've been hurt. We know it. We feel it. But at the same token, you are sitting here igniting this whole argument, going online, posting it for people to see like, oh, he's not that great of a man. I'm like, so then what are you? Be- I want to know. Because he got angry with his son, he's not a great man. Y'all love minimalizing people to like a, a, a smidgen of a situation. Because I know what people are saying. Oh, he's a Christian. He's supposed to be better than that. He's supposed to turn the other cheek. He's supposed- that acting- man- Oh my God. Uh, y'all he- acting like, and I know because of the fact that just like Marlon before he left Christianity, can we please talk about how we know that the saints, the preachers, the reverends, the deacons, everyone that's a, that's a person of cloth is a human still. God ain't finished with them. Follow me here. Yes, I've heard pastors cuss. Yes, I've heard reverends cuss. It happens. None of them are perfect. None. So for y'all to sit here and think, oh, he's supposed to be a Christian. So why do y'all have this consistent perfection complex when it comes to people of the cloth that happen to be in the public eye? Why? And then get upset when things like this happen. Oh, he's not sensitive. It's not he's not sensitive. He's human. He's still working through that situation. And now all of a sudden he's his son is done. I'm like, fine. Because apparently you don't know how to talk. If we're going to really go there, you don't know how to talk. And this was not a way to expose the fact that y'all have literally a distant relationship, apparently, because y'all can't see eye to eye. But that's not how you sit here and handle it. It should have never got to the point where it was on Instagram. That's all I got to say. So y'all just watch be looking out for his um, uh, Twitter to be open and him to have an Instagram and he going to be feeding into all this bullshit that y'all giving him right now. And it's going to be a conflated situation that didn't need to get to where it is. 
Y'all sad and y'all really need to get it together. Cause I, I ooh, my fucking ears is hot from that shit. That's fucking dumb. It was really dumb. That how you think I felt like yo. Cause when I saw other people that literally thought just like I did, I'm like, I'm not about to cancel this man. That's on silver and gold. Let's start there. First of all, that's on melodies from heaven. I'm, I'm not, not canceling him. I'm so done with y'all and cancel culture, like and that's another topic for another day. Like, because uh, y'all, y'all love canceling people that turn around and let them right back the fucking. Exactly. So whatever, y'all and y'all feelings about it. Got With it. that being said, thank y'all so much for attending our TED Talk for this portion of the show. Um, we actually started this half of the show without liquor, which is fine. <laughs> um, we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. Whew. No, um, while we were filling our cups, I, I, I genuinely, I, I have a question. Okay. Sit down. It's okay. You can do it. You can do it. Come on. It's all right. More questions. For the people. Come on. Okay. Um, it's, it's been hard for me to come forth with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can let it out. You can do it. Come on. Come on. Yes, you can do it. What am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? What am I trying to say? What? I haven't talked to sitting next to your listener letters. <laughs> <laughs> y'all better send some goddamn listener letters. What is the problem? We know y'all listening. We see we, the numbers. We know you're out there. Y'all out there somewhere. We know you're out there. So listen. My number's somewhere. Oh, listen. All you gotta do. All you gotta do. All social media pro- platforms. Facebook, IG, Twitter. <laughs> Yes, and then, then we have an actual email set up. Yes, <laughs> yes. So WRYH podcast on all social media platforms. And then, and then, if and you then, want to send an email. Yes, God. Send an email. Send I don't like crying to y'all. Send an email. Give me the email. Once again, it is S-W-R-Y-H podcast at gmail.com. Listen. What so is your excuse? I mean, what, what's the problem? You ain't got nothing. The smartphone is in your hand right now. I got problems. We got answers. So, send in your listener letters, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how you feel in the show. Maybe it's something you want us to talk about. But you got to send it in. If we don't talk to you, we won't know. That's right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. My, yes, my, I'm tired of handing him tissue. Y'all stressing me out. You. Just you? Y'all stressing Lonnie out, too. Uh, clearly, he's cr- clearly, he's crying. He won't fight with me today. But anyway, yes, yeah. make sure you make that happen. And uh, he can leave. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> he can leave for real, y'all. Oh my god. <sighs> okay, we're back from being triggered. We're back. We're back. We're here. We're queer. Get used to us. And it's time. It's that time. Ain't it? It is time. It is time for the threat. Yeah, uh, tiny. Alright, so this week we are going to be talking about the power of apologies. What a segue. What a segue. Okay. My God, prime timing for me. Perfect. What a segue. Um, So yeah, Lonnie brought up this topic and... Shout out to my... For sidebar real quick, shout out to my friend Tim. Actually came from a live he did on Instagram on Facebook, and I had so much to say. I was like, you know what? No, I'm making a topic here. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So we're gonna dig into it, and I got a couple of questions that I want to ask to get this conversation going. 
Um, when you apologize, mm-hmm. do you apologize for forgiveness or to make amends with that person? <sighs> to make amends. Okay. That's that's honest. That should honestly be the reason you apologize to anyone. It's to make amends. It shouldn't be, oh, just so they can feel okay. Like no, you apologize because you felt like it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I. I ask that question because I don't think that people realize that that's what you're supposed to apologize for. Um, when you submit an apology or you say that you're sorry to someone, it's not for forgiveness. Like the autonomy of forgiveness should be on the person that you're giving the apology to. Mm-hmm. And if they choose to give it to you or not, it's totally on them. But your apology should be to make amends because essentially it's really not about you at that point. I think a lot of people do not realize that at all. At all. Um, let's see. Uh, at what time in your life did you feel that you had to apologize the most? Mm, tell a, us about it. That is a good question. That is a very good question. Because <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Uh-huh. Um, the time I felt the most need to apologize. When I first started dealing with anxiety and not knowing what it was. Talk about that a little bit. Um, basically, because I didn't know what was going on with me, mm-hmm. it let it made it difficult to navigate through mm-hmm. like regular things in life because my anxiety was high functioning. Like it still is high functioning, but it's more at bay now. Okay. But when it first started coming around, it was high functioning. So everything, it was like I was moved, moved differently. Like everything took a toll, like self confidence. Like I was in, I doubted myself a lot at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was like I would do things and it would seem like it was spiteful. But in reality, it's like I can't explain it because of the fact that I'm just moving off of trying to get rid of this feeling and why I feel so anxious. Gotcha. So. <clears throat> Hands down, that was one of the hardest things was actually learning how to negate when I'm feeling anxious, when, why I'm feeling anxious, and also knowing how to talk myself down from it. It's like, okay, we just feel anxious here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something you need to speak up on, but there's nothing wrong here. Let's center. Let's try and calm this down because we can't do, move any further with all this anxiety on us. Gotcha. So, and who, what, like, who were the people that you felt were most impacted by those moments? My family. Your family. Okay. My family. Hands down, because especially my immediate family, they dealt with it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, until you've gone through anxiety and realized, like, oh, I'm going to the hospital for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, then you start to realize, okay, it's time to start dealing with this because apparently it's nothing medical, it's all mental. So it's like, how are you going to work past this? It's not easy, but you start to. But I feel that time was the most I felt the need to apologize. And. After I want to say afterwards is after my breakup was the most I felt the need to apologize to some people, not all. Some. Hmm. Now, why did you feel you needed to apologize after a breakup? Mm, that's too much. I don't want to go into. Okay. Um, and it's very rare I say that, but it's just something I don't want to go. Into. Gotcha. Understandable. Um, even as I wrote this question, I didn't even know how I would answer it because it made me really reflect on a lot of shit. Right. Like made me look back over my life and ask the question. To myself, and I find that there wasn't a specific time that I felt that I need to apologize the most. 
Um, but I did find moments in my life that I could have apologized and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because as I've grown, I've come to a space where I feel I, I I have a school of thought now where I I believe that you really don't owe an explanation to anybody, which is true that you don't. That's a conversation for another show. Yeah, yeah, and and that's just my personal thing. You you really don't owe an explanation to people, especially when it comes to matters of the heart and your feelings. Um, you should not ever feel the need. Sorry to cut you off. I'm oh, sorry to cut you off. Uh, you feel you should never feel the need, like you just said, to feel like you should apologize for feeling. Yeah, and 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 that's that's something I've dealt with a lot, simply because I am a very emotional person. Um, and I've invested a lot of my emotions into my relationships with people, and for a while, I found myself apologizing for those feelings and then feeling like shit after the apology because I felt like what's the word for it? Like people were I'm I'm giving something to someone but I'm not getting anything in return and that kind of that's almost a callback to my first question because even in this moment you felt a little empathy for it? Um not so much empathy but just like I guess at that time I was apologizing for the way that I felt and seeking amends, but not really getting anything back. Mm. And then people were walking away feeling better and or taking their part in it. Meanwhile, you felt like shit. I feel like shit for something that I felt and everyone has a right to their feelings. You know what I mean? So I guess it came from a space of feeling like almost being chastised for how I feel, mm-hmm. which is a trigger for me mm-hmm. from childhood on up to certain spaces in my life, but yeah. So, that's... Mm. Got myself together with that one, child. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the timing of apologies? Is it something that should happen swiftly? There's no timeline on when you should apologize to someone. Mm. Now, in certain instances, yes. In mm. certain instances, no. But if you personally feel like you did, like, if you personally don't see where they're coming from and it's with just cause, then you shouldn't rush to apologize. Sometimes it takes a little more understanding or a little more in or more in-depth look to understand where you could go wrong. In certain instances, one of my best yet bad traits is I always end up knowing where I went wrong because I see both sides of everything. Mm. So it's like it's the growing up with the Libras child. <laughs> <laughs> I want to claim. Uh, I want to claim. I need to understand. Like y'all don't understand. <laughs> I grew up with two Libras in the house. Birthdays five days apart, same year. Understand something. That is a different level of being raised when you were raised by two Libras because you see both sides in everything. So it's like. Damn, I don't like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> With just where I want to be petty and be like, no, I don't want to be the bigger person. I'd rather apologize later. Damn it. Mm. Uh, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> and I guess I'm sorry. Oh but guess, like, I'm sorry, damn it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But oh. no, you shouldn't 
ever feel like you should be rushed with an apology, except if it was something blatantly disrespectful, then I feel like that deserves a swift apology. Okay. Especially if it was blatantly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Blatantly being the key word here. Mm-hmm. Meaning you knew you were being disrespectful mm-hmm. and you never apologized. Then that's different. That deserves a quick listen. I know my fault. I'm sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. And yes, be sincere, but like I said, that's the only time I feel like a swift apology is needed is if it was blatant disrespect. Okay. <clears throat> so, you feel like otherwise you should really take your time to apologize? I just feel like you shouldn't give an empty apology just to give it. <laughs> I will always. Can you please? You should never give an empty apology just to give it. That's the problem with a lot of people is they just apologize as a form of people pleasing. You should not give an empty apology just to give it. If you're not really sorry, then don't say it. All right, y'all. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Because, like, friend, good God, like you hit that. You hit that. You get the fuck out of that because so many of us. Ah! Oh! My friend had a word for you, bitches, and he served it. Yes. Stop fucking apologizing just because. Like, man, I, I feel like a lot of us don't really take time to reflect mm-hmm. before we issue an apology. Mm. Because in many instances, I think that the needs for apologies are on the tail end of something, a situation that occurred with heightened emotions. Mm. And when your emotions are heightened, you simply are not thinking straight. Mm. Nobody is thinking straight in heightened emotions. Arguments, all that shit, it just don't work. I am probably one of the weirdest people you'll ever meet when I say this. I never, ever, ever will react in the moment especially in a relationship I never will do it mm-hmm. I'm the type of person and this used to drive <laughs> it's crazy I don't believe in arguing I hate it personally mm-hmm. so per- I, I can know I did something wrong but I also know that the underdeveloped side of me mm-hmm. is wants to be petty and decide to hold, withhold it but I also know I never speak out of anger I never will so nine times out of ten, I'm like, we're not done arguing. Like, you just gonna walk away. I'm like, I'm not walking away. I'm giving myself time because if I speak how I feel right now, I promise you, you will hate me. Let this go. Trust me. Give me some time. And normally time will be like 12 hours later. But I need to come down from how I feel because I know if I go off of how I feel, I'm an emotional raging bitch. <laughs> so... <laughs> Trust me when I tell you I need a minute. Just go that way and don't question it and Listen, stop talking. And let it ride. I, I just, I don't understand people that I do a little bit because I know where that shit come from. But people that like to argue. I can't stand that shit. I, mm, I'm, no. not, I'm, never, I'm never that person. I hate arguments. I can't, I'm, I'm non-confrontational to the 10th power. I hate it. I, if I feel there's nothing going to be accomplished if we speak right in this moment, I'm not doing it. Like, mm, 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 like what? Mm-hmm. When you calm down, we'll talk. When we both are level-headed at the time, we can speak. 
But right now, in this very moment, there's nothing going to be accomplished except Galley. And here's a word to the wise for you folks. Thank you, because that's a great segue into what I want to say. But you cannot get anything accomplished yelling at people. Ugh. It does uh-huh. not work. Your body instantly shifts into fight or flight. Nine times out of ten, depending on the person, it's going to be fight. And all y'all doing is yelling out rage and emotions that you're feeling in that moment. Nobody can hear anything. And at that point, people are just saying shit because they want to be right. Uh-huh. It's not going to work. So if you don't come to me and you're going to be yelling at me, then we're not doing it. It won't work at all. It is easier to have a civilized conversation if you are that high in your emotions than it's best to take friends route and take a step back, bitch. I, hold on. All right. Time out. <laughs> We'll have to finish this at another time. Because right now, if I go off of what I said, how I feel, you ain't gonna like me. And you motherfuckers that be following up behind folks and I, I, I'm not done to see. That is, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. No. I promise you, then you'll get exactly how I feel. Oh, we're not done. So we're not done. You really want to do this. This will turn into Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> I really want <laughs> you to think. <laughs> Trigger! I'm t- I'll be Marie. Every chance I get, I promise you, I will trigger you. I will ask the questions that I've been dying to ask, but I warned you. Are you sure you want to do this? Because I promise you, this can go all night. This, literally all night. But that movie was a trigger in itself. I remember it. I'm like, oh, child, this is a lot. <laughs> Shit, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. I have a lot of great questions in here. Okay. So, hold on, let me go to next. What are some instances that you feel don't warrant an apology, if any? We covered one already about not apologizing for your feelings. A breakup. Well, come on then. Talk about it. Expound on that for the people. I feel like a breakup, whether it's platonic or whether it's romantic, does not warrant a breakup. I mean, an explanation, it doesn't warrant an apology. Mm-hmm. I feel as if you come to that decision, the reasons that you come to that decision don't need to be discussed. Because, especially with, and I'm speaking on a personal stance, mm-hmm. if I explain it to me, that's warning you to go ahead and decide, oh, but I did this, I did that, we should do this, or I could try this and maybe things will be better. No. I've made the decision that I'm at peace with. Right. What I decided has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So if I decide that I know I'm good on this, I don't owe you an explanation. So what do you say to people that feel like that is quote unquote toxic behavior? It's not toxic. It's I don't owe you shit. Mm-hmm. Like understand something. Everyone wants to label something with a negative connotation nowadays without actually having that conversation. Mm -hmm. What if the person that caused all of this is the toxic one? Right. What if you feel the need so you can breathe again that this has to happen? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need to give an explanation for what you're doing for yourself. Right. At all times. You should never feel the need, no matter who it is, I'm including family in this, you should, especially at our grown ages, feel the need to explain everything to someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't pay none of my bills. You don't put gas in my car. Mm-hmm. You don't put food on my table. You don't supply my, my liquor. <laughs> what do I need to explain? Anything to you for? No. And even still, my thing is, is the explanation that people expect 
is really for them. And after I explain, after I give you this explanation of why I made this decision for myself, what does that do for you? Nothing. Here's the problem. Here is the problem. Don't sit here and say, I need such and such, so I. This has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with me and what I need in order for me to be okay. Now, does that mean that person intentionally wanted to hurt you? No, it does not. Sometimes for their peace of mind, they have to do some shit. Yeah. They have to do some shit. They have to shake some shit. Literally, when... Y'all know how well y'all know y'all music. When Janae said in ways, sometimes you gotta lose your mind just to find your peace of mind. Hmm. That was a saying. Hmm. That was a word. Sometimes you do have to go a little out of the ordinary just to get peace of mind. And one thing you're always afraid to do, but never, ever, ever allow someone to manipulate an apology or something that you want to do for yourself. Period. Because a lot of people will manipulate and decide, oh, well, da, 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 da. no, I don't need an alternative. I'm telling you what I'm going to do for me. Yeah. You just going to have to be good with that. I mean, because, you know, I've had ex to say, you know, uh, you ain't shit because you can't even give me a reason why you're leaving. I don't have to. I don't owe you anything. This is the problem with people. Everyone is in this generation, and I say this, I say this, taking this literally into my own personal context, like meaning this does not per se reflect the show, the vision, the views of both of us as a collective for the show. Okay. I don't owe you a motherfucking thing. <laughs> I owe you nothing. And the minute that we step out of because this technically the one thing that you and I both have in common, fucking people pleasing, mm-hmm. when you get out of that complex of feeling like you owe that person something or you always are in debt to someone, right. especially Ooh. with decisions that you have made Shit. for yourself, I promise you, you will not feel the need to apologize. The reason I brought this up, and I'm going to go back to, um, to Tim's live real quick, because... The guy that was talking, I got what he was saying. Like when dude, like we're talking like regular dudes, not like take the whole LGBTQ plus out of it. We're right. talking like regular dudes. I didn't like how you did such and such because this it was an older guy. I don't like how you did such and such, but we never talked about it. Dude said, I never apologize for anything. I'm like, wait, what? Right. And it was a couple people along with me that said that. I'm like, wait, huh? And he was like, I don't apologize for anything. He's like, if we, if we got a problem, we're going to see each other about it. And then my friend said, he was like, okay, so what if y'all don't see each other? And what happens? He's like, you just know automatically we got something we need to talk about. But I'm like, that's a symptom of sweeping some shit under the rug because that time never comes. Right. So now you have an issue with so-and-so that's been festering on you for months, years probably, and you're afraid to address it because you don't apologize for anything. You don't feel the need to explain anything. Right. And this is mainly the conditioning of generations before us is that they never talked. They never formally apologized for some things. And it's like, okay, but what if you did something hurtful to someone? Right. And they still, to this day, feel a way about it. Y'all never worked through it. Y'all never talked about it. But 
in the same sense, you feel as if you're not owed an apology and you lingering this on, you're wasting time. The one thing that you learn, especially as we get older, is time is so precious and it's not promised to any of us. So you're going to go this long without resolving this issue because personally, you don't feel like you need to apologize for anything. What about the torture you're putting on that other person? What about the the emotional wear and tear that they're feeling right now because of the fact that you don't see what you did as wrong? That was the whole point of the power of an apology. It's like you're sitting here in your feelings about something that could be small, that could be rectified, that could be cleared up, but you never took it upon yourself to formally apologize to a person because you didn't see what you did wrong. Right. That is what we're talking about here. It's like when we decide as humans to get stubborn and be like, no, I'm not going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not... Well, I'm not straddling the fence for a reason here. Mm-hmm. This is mainly when I thought of this, I thought of older heads. Like us, nine times out of ten, people like people that are now in our 30s, we know how to use our words. Mm-hmm. But you have the people of older generations that don't. They don't feel the need to apologize for anything. Mm-hmm. They'll let shit fester for years if they can. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good segue into my next question. Expound on this saying. The greatest apology is change behavior. Mm. If behavior hasn't changed, then it's just manipulation. Mm. Oh, that's the word right now. <laughs> the best apology, you're right. The best apology is change behavior. But the one thing that we have not discussed is has it been discussed what needs to be changed? Well, that, uh, that to me, it should be entailed in the apology. Because when you apologize for something, you should be able to say what you're apologizing for. Verbatim, I don't like. Can we? Can I? Can I take this road aside trip real sure, here? Sure, we can pull over. Can I pull over? Come on. Can we talk about it? Let's talk about it. If you're going to apologize, know what you're apologizing for. Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's very prevalent. I shouldn't have to tell you because the minute that you don't know, oh, it gets worse. You asking for an argument at that point. The minute you don't know what you're apologizing for, you're asking for an argument. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're apologizing to a woman. Now, I may be gay, but I know firsthand. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to a woman, you're looking at a bigger fight. Let's <laughs> be clear. A huge fight if you don't know what you're apologizing for. Like, what do you mean? You know what? It don't, wor- don't worry about it. Don't, as soon as you hear, don't worry about it from a woman. Be afraid. Because mm-hmm. the minute, a, especially a black woman tells you, don't even worry about it. Like, <sighs> you need to be worried all the way about it. Because <laughs> I will to bet you, all of a sudden, little things start happening. Did you, did you save me some food? Oh, I'm sorry. There was only a little bit left in the pan. <laughs> what? Listen, women will do that. Did you go to the grocery store and get such and such? Well, knowing that it's his favorite. No, I didn't make it. Mind you, all this stemming behind a conversation that could easily be had. (laughs) All of that from one simple conversation could prevent her from literally destroying your shit. Listen, I'm just, you know, it's... That statement took me a while to really learn, like, all the nuances of it and how true it really is. Especially the part um, about 
you know, if there's no change behavior, then it's just manipulation. Because uh-huh. it made me look back on times that I've apologized for something just for the sake of it, uh-huh. of apologizing and not apologizing to make amends or to take accountability just to avoid an argument or to try to sweep shit under the rug or get rid of something because I didn't want to deal with it. Um, and I think that more of us need to take that on and really start putting that into effect. Because if you're running around here and you are dealing with situations and you are apologizing but not changing the behavior of that instance, then those bonds, those relationships, all those things are never going to prosper correctly. It's just not going to happen because you're going to keep going in circles. And at that point, you are manipulating that person. And I don't think people realize that. Is it... It's important also when it comes to apologizing to anyone. Mm-hmm. I think an important thing that I think we didn't discuss, I think I did, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge when you wasn't shit. Acknowledge, because all of us love to run around here like we're perfect. Acknowledge when you were not shit. I promise you, it gets better when you acknowledge when you were not shit. Yeah. Own it in every facet of the word. Like, it's not an excuse at all. Just own it. Listen, I wasn't shit. You can literally say it. I wasn't shit. I promise you, that literally is a part of the apology. Listen, I wasn't shit for what I did. I felt bad. Accountability. Account literally, like, I don't know what happened. I promise you, I wasn't shit. I still ain't shit. He's still working on me, okay? <laughs> but I apologize for how it made you feel. You see how I did that? You see how I did that? Not I apologize if it made, made you. you. No. I apologize for making you feel like this. That is owning your actions made, had a chain reaction on someone else. And I own them. And for that, I apologize. That is how you apologize to someone. It's nothing what I am. I didn't. Well, you know, I don't see what I did wrong, but I'm apologize. I guess. I promise you, that would piss me off even yeah. more. I'm like backhanded ass apology. You could have kept. You could have kept, kept that. It. I'm like, you know what? You could have kept it. Like what? You could have kept it because that is a half ass apology that I'm not accepting, and that's on Mary had the littlest of lambs. <laughs> I'm like, no, you got me fucked up. Out. I'm like, that half-ass apology? You could have got that. Something else that I want people to take into consideration as well. And a lot of people are not going to like me for this, but whatever. Say it, friend. Uh, nobody can make you feel anything. Oh. Which is why I have the mindset of oh. not owing people any explanation for feelings or anything like that because... Your feelings are your own. Yes, we need to take accountability for our contributions to situations, conversations, and things like that. But as people that have been on the receiving end of bullshit or are on the receiving end of apology, know that nobody can make you feel anything. Those feelings are your own and yours alone. No one can manipulate them? No. No, people people can can manipulate things, but nobody can make you feel a certain thing. Those are natural human reactions. 
Those are reactions to the situations that you are put in, but nobody can make you feel that. We all feel of our own volition. We all have the ability to pretty much organize and handle our own emotions. But you have to hold yourself accountable for those emotions when they are happening. If somebody pissed you off, yes, you can be mad. It's a natural reaction to be mad at something that makes you angry. Hello. But what you do with that anger is on you. Nobody's making you throw a glass across the room. Nobody's making you stump off and be quiet and clam up. Nobody's making you retaliate and be petty and go burn up their car. Nobody made you do that. No one you made, did that. No one made you scrunch up your face, sit in the corner, and act like a stick in the mud. Nobody. You did that on your you own. You did that. You have to like navigate those feelings. And when it comes to like relationships of any kind, be they platonic, romantic, whatever, family relationships, all those things, you have to hold yourself accountable for your emotions and your contribution to every situation. All of them. It is not easy. I am not professing to be perfect or having a handle on that shit or putting it into daily use. I am still working on those things in myself. But the first step is acknowledging that it is a thing. I promise y'all, I say this every time we come in and we talk about certain things. I'm like, I tell y'all now, I am not perfect. I'm still a work in progress. And I know for a fact there's parts of me that still ain't shit. I own them. For real. I own them. (laughs) I own when I'm not shit. I own when I fall short. And in those moments, it's also when you're able to see where you fucked up. Yeah. And that normally makes like the best apologies. Like, listen, I was fucked up. I ain't shit, and that ain't an excuse. However, for how it made you feel, I apologize. Yes. And that, to me, is a better apology than just, I didn't see how that made you feel such and such, but I apologize. I don't understand how... Mm, I'm like, girl, keep that half-ass shit. (laughs) Like, I don't want that. All right. And the last question, which is going to be a doozy, so get ready. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Have you ever had to apologize to yourself? And what was it that you had to apologize for? Mm. I had to apologize to myself for allowing me to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to own when something's not right. Mm-hmm. And own that you have the power to take it back. Because mm-hmm. not everyone understands you have the power to take back something. Sometimes you have to find your voice. And it was a tweet that I found not too long ago where it says, I speak up for the times where I'm not, I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. I speak up now for the times I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Correct myself. That's a real ass statement. Yeah. Because when you've gone through certain things, it makes you vocal about never going through that shit ever the fuck again. Right. So, yes, I had, I had to forgive myself. Had to give myself grace. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grace, you know, just you know, I'm fabulous, I'm fabulous, I'm a fabulous girl, I'm fabulous. I'm not binary at times, y'all. I think that the major time that I had to apologize to myself, Mm -hmm. which is kind of in uh, a bit of an ongoing apology to myself 
is similar to yours, but more specifically, I had to apologize to myself about how I felt about my status. Because long before I found out I was HIV positive, um, I spent a lot of my life, especially when, because I was literally born into the AIDS epidemic. Because 82 oh, was when everything dropped. Oh, you were. So I came five years later. You know, I had my mom lost her best friend to AIDS. And even though I didn't understand it back then, as I got older and, you know, grew into the queer boy that I became, um, realizing that HIV was a thing, I spent a lot of my prayers praying to not be a quote unquote statistic. I didn't want to be another sissy in the box. And when it happened, it affected me mentally in a major way. And I carried that guilt and shame around for a very long time. And it took a lot of different experiences, um, a lot of different relationships with different people. And I got to give credit to my ex for helping me to come at peace with that and being open and coming out of yet another closet in my life with my status and being open about it. And I have to apologize to myself because I really beat myself up about that. Mm. I dehumanized myself. I put myself in a predicament where I shamed myself into a lot of depression, a lot of heartache. I shamed myself into spaces that led me into relationships where I let people run all over me. Mm. Um, I shamed myself into a lot of people-pleasing. It just had this domino effect that unnecessary shit that I probably could have avoided. But, ladies and germs, that is what growth is about. Because all of those experiences, be ye great or terrible, have cultivated the man that I am today and put me in a space of healing and on a path towards even greater and brighter days and spaces where I can encourage other people and help other people to not go down that same road. But more importantly, to stand in my truth and know that I am not a statistic and I am a full, a fully realized person. The minute that you realize that your status is not you is just a part of you. I think that's where the road growth starts. Yeah. So, I it's something I don't like mentioning that often. But mm-hmm. yes, I am HIV positive as well. Um, but that happened in the same sense that, like you, I had to thank my ex because when we got together, I had been diagnosed less than a year, mm-hmm. and it was around the time I was emotionally dealing with it. And one of the best things that he did at that time is he made me emotionally handle it. Mm-hmm. Like I was already in a support group, but I didn't deal with the emotions that came with it right. at first. So it was like, you know what? I gotta cry this out real quick. Mm-hmm. Let it go, like emotionally get the baggage off of me, and now it's not as a big of a deal. Like, it's a, like I said, it's a part of me. It's not me. Right. So in the minute that you learn that, and this is why I'm so passionate, especially <clears throat> with the young gays that 
that I come into contact with, especially if I know they have the virus, I'm like, it's not the end of your life. Right. I always say that it's not the end of your life. You have to grant yourself grace and understand this is what you're going through. And the minute that you emotionally start to deal with that shit, it'll go the hell away so you can live your natural born life. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're entitled, you're breathing, you're here for a reason. Yes, you may have this, but that doesn't define you or who you are as a person. Exactly. And that, I think, is where we should end that off at. Oh, that's where I was ending it. <laughs> uh, so thank you all for coming along for the ride with the thread. Yes. Um, right before we go, we will give the mental health tip. And this week, I would like for us to apologize to ourselves for one thing that you feel like you need to apologize to yourself for. And right after you issue the apology, affirm yourself and how you're going to change moving forward. I apologize for feeling of trying to fill a void with something that can never be filled. Mm. I affirm that I will find genuine happiness on my terms when I see fit. And I also will not allow the pressures of those around me to further drive me into a negative space. Work. Work. Um, I apologize to myself for suppressing my gifts. And I'm tired of that shit. Whatever. <laughs> See? Don't do that. Alright? Um, I apologize to myself for suppressing my gifts and not giving my light the full space to shine. Um, and I affirm myself that from this day forward I will continue to do my best. To not even continue to do my best. I'm going to be sure to cultivate and nurture the gifts that I've been given and share them with the world the way that I've always wanted to. He gonna do all that. That's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I gotta say it, he's doing it. (laughs) Right. Thank y'all for joining us this week on Who Raised You Hoes podcast. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and share with a friend if you like what you heard here. Also, when you get a chance, slide in our DMs. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at WRYH Podcast. Let us know how you feel. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Tell us we some bald head bitches if you want to. We don't care, but we want to hear from you. So make sure you do that. Sidebar, before we leave, um, I'm not going to give too much into my future plans because mm-hmm. I'm diabolical like that. <laughs> if you are a musician that happens to be gay, I want you to DM us, okay? I want you to DM us because I have something that I'm planning. I can't give you all the details as of yet, but just know I'm getting there, okay? So if you're an artist that follows the show, listens, I want to hear your stuff. Show me where I can find it so I can review it for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a project that I cannot speak of just yet. It's still in the works. However, right now, if you want to have a handle on this project, I need some of your music, sis. Yeah. So if you're a musician, I'm not limiting this to just men. It could be women, too, or people that don't prefer genders. I Listen, want y'all LGBTQ plus. I want you to go in ahead and DM us, email us, do what you need to do. I need to hear from y'all sooner than later. What's that email address for you? <laughs> WRYH podcast at gmail.com. Once time. again, it is WRYH 
podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And I hope to hear from y'all real soon. And we will see y'all next week. Until next time. Bye.